them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here are my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Uh, today, we're going to be talking quite a few topics. We're going to be talking a little bit of Apex. We're going to talk some Bungie acquisition. And then we're going to also be talking about Dying Light 2. Uh, but before we get into everything as usual, I want to thank you guys for listening. But, um, fellas... Jalen, Josh, uh, fill the people in on how y'all doing, where y'all at, and uh, what is the situation right now? Um, I'm I'm doing straight, but <laughs> I forgot how busy school is. Um, been trying right, to catch up right. with y'all and play some games, but it's just been a lot going on in everybody' life. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, pretty good. It's uh. We actually not getting much snow here. It, it was a little bit, but I know that might be a little worse for y'all. I saw you using your um, snowblower <laughs> that you uh, invested in. Oh my god! Yeah, it's too deep for that. Too deep. <laughs> that my uh, too crispy, boy. You see, you see in the drip that my uh, crispy. <laughs> uh, I ain't got that exact one, but I got a blue one, and you know that my uh, too crispy. Uh, which yeah. Uh, got me a snowblower over the weekend because we was gonna get about, I think like two foot, two feet of snow. Yeah, um, and I was out there snow blowing. I snow blowed three times in the same, well, tw- twice in the same day, and then overnight I snow blowed right in the morning. Uh, but yeah, it was it was quite crazy. It got real real, but snow blowing was nice. But continue, Josh. <laughs> um. Yeah, otherwise, I've, I've been doing good. Um, what about you, Jalen? Uh, shoot, I'm driving right now, so it's not a background noise, but I mean, everything been straight, man. Just uh, school, same old, like I said, I'll be done March 7th. We on you that day coming soon, coming soon to a theater near you. Not just fine, but yeah, I'm trying to just add and uh, trying to make a little bit of extra bread, staying warm. You didn't say March stay 7th, driving. you said May 7th, right? It's May 7th. Yeah, May 7th, yeah. Okay. Oh, May. okay. Uh, yeah, definitely doing <laughs> that. a little that. longer, you'll be elbow deep. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm knee deep right now, but it's cool. <laughs> we're going to get out the trenches, and it's going to be a new day. But uh, that is just honestly kind of dreading finishing school to some capacity. Only because my mom, she had hit me last night, was like, yeah, man, so what you finna do? I had visions of you moving over here to uh, to the DMV area. And I'm just looking like, nah. Oh, she want her babies <laughs> close. Man, close. Like that J. Cole song. Close, not just close. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Um, I did want to tell y'all a joke. Y'all ready? <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. That you're a homeowner. How much do uh, chimneys cost? How much do chimneys cost? Yeah, I don't know how much. That's the name on the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, real knee slapper, buddy. <laughs> hey, that one, hey, that one's kind of good, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just the situation of a corny joke that makes it funnier. It's like, what? Yeah. Now you know. But, it's funny because uh, he thought that was going to fly. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he said, that's a, that, that one's going to definitely stick the landing. Boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they just kind of told you what I've been dealing with. I've been dealing with the elements up in here. Uh, it's a lot of snow. Uh, when you when you when you come a homeowner, you don't realize that you you have to buy these certain things, and that's what I'm flexing now. I'm flexing snow blowers on the gram. So no more shoes, uh, no more clothes. It's just straight up uh, tools, utensils, and, and supplies for the house. So. Uh, yeah, that snowblower was a lifesaver. I was out there breaking my back, uh, the last time it snowed. I bought two shovels. I don't know why I bought two on only one person. Ain't nobody out there helping me. But, mm-hmm. um, now I got my snowblower. It's time. It go crazy. That mug get me done in 20, 20, 22 minutes, like 25 minutes, maybe. But, uh, before, it wasn't, it, 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 it was no joke, a headache. But, um. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing, trying to raise some babies. Man, it's 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 rough out here, but uh, we getting sleep. We we praying to the Lord. We thanking up for all our blessings, and we gonna keep pushing, right? <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, but that's pretty much what I've been out here doing, raising babies, trying to do a podcast, and uh, play some games with friends, pretty much. Apparently, raising babies give you more time to play Apex, huh? No, it, nobody. Wait, no, Apex more than ever. I'm like, man, Deontay on again. I'm like, that's because I don't got. I'm no longer bound by y'all schedule. I just play when I want to play, and then that's it. I used to but be like able to do that, but I used to wait for y'all because I didn't feel like playing alone. But now I'm just like, let me play something quick, easy. I can get in, get out, kind of deal. Uh, so it wasn't that way before. I'd be like, man, I want to play for optimal experience. I need to be playing with my boys. I need to be winning. I'm like, nah, I don't care. I just played it because it's fun to me. So I guess I got back to just playing it for fun or playing it for enjoyment spurts versus trying to actually play a session and get better at, you know, our synergy, whatever, whatever that is. But y'all didn't care that much anyway. I, I only want, only one cared that much was me. So um yeah i guess that's pretty much the difference now why i got more time per se because i'm not actually waiting to try to set up a time but yeah 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 i deal fast (laughs) (laughs) it's the truth i'm not i'm not trying to say like it's bad because we can't play all together no more It's, it's totally fine life goes on i'm talking about more so just why i'm seeing why you see me more you gotta uh, make time where where you can take it because yeah those babies, exactly <laughs> exactly exactly change your plans up real quick real quick and then most of the time i'm just sitting at the home screen because i can't even play it because i'm sitting there with the baby so hey it, it ain't all sweet uh sunshine and rainbows but i definitely try the dying light two single player games that's definitely easier i just pause and go back to it so i've been getting a lot of single that that done but we'll talk about that shortly uh, but first topic, now that we got our 
uh, got we got caught up again. We know Jalen's still in in the trenches. He's trying to get out May seven. We got uh, Josh. He's still doing his thing with the school and working. So he just he in them trenches as well right now. Um, but uh, we all in those spaces of we we still yeah got our heads down getting the job done. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is until uh, we get to that point where we we feel that 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 level of success that we all want. Um, but yeah, uh, moving forward, uh, let's talk about some games. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about, I guess we could start off cause we just love talking about it. Cause that's just our favorite game at this point. Well, not, maybe not our favorite game, but the game we most play, uh, apex legends. Uh, we got two modes coming. We, we got one mode coming. Sorry. We got control, but we got like a bunch of new things actually returning. So we got Olympus new update map that's returning. Uh, we have the alternator coming back in. That's something that we all enjoy to use. Um, I don't know about Josh, but we all, uh, well, me and Jalen used to definitely rock with that thing heavy. That was pretty much the game. We we use that. That's supposed to be the beginning of the game weapon. We had used that mug to the very end of final circle. <laughs> that was slept on that gun for some reason yeah they really did it wasn't really like utilized a lot it was like uh held until the carbine but i was like bro this extra movement speed bro that was going crazy i don't know about this uh carbine and i might used to hit for far i was like this one kind of accurate <laughs> hey <laughs> got, got a little accuracy on it don't it I'm trying to tell you, be dead out with that mug. You can. Yeah. I even had ran a three v one with that mug. I'm like, I got my alternator. What y'all got? Three people. I'm like, I want more than three people to stop me. Definitely the cleanest um, uh, iron sights, like for real, because it's like it does. It's like a floating like thing. It doesn't have anything on the sides of it. It's probably the cleanest iron sights you can have. But uh, definitely overslept. Slept on gun, but. I'm glad it's returning, making its final return. Uh, I wish that hop up was coming out with it, but obviously not. We didn't even get to play with that much when it was in there because we just never went for cure packages like that. But it was never in there. They yeah, were, it was like Spitfires and G7. It's like it's like saturated now. You can't really find what you what you really or want. Or might not for. even be anything. Get no gun in there. I used to be like, bro, yeah. this is dumb. Like, yeah. and every time I get it, I get clapped. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Uh, that's because you was on uh storm point trying to try to play close quarters <laughs> you got somebody basically. sitting in the back with a triple take going crazy uh but nah so that's coming back olympus is coming back uh the control uh limited time mode gonna be there for three weeks um josh you've seen some gameplay of that correct yeah, a little bit. I didn't watch the whole stream, but um, it tell seems... us a little bit about it, um, if you can. Yeah, so it's um, nine v nine, right? And it's three squads on each team, um, and it's basically a infinite respawn, like uh, control or like domination style game mode where you're trying to control the area for points. Um, but it's the good because you. Like I said, it's different from the, the normal pace of the Battle Royale where you drop in, run around for a couple minutes, grab some guns, get into a couple of fights, maybe three or four fights, then the game over. Right. Um, 
whereas this is just straight up you fully have access to uh get into a fight at any time if you're working together as a team that's good because you can control the area better uh, utilizing everybody's abilities uh so it i think it encourages some um some good team play but also you can still go in there and do your lone wolf stuff and then it it has set loadouts right or you um it has set loadouts that rotate weekly yeah no daily so, I'm sorry. daily that's the part i'm okay on i i like that it does have a set loadout i think that's cool but i think that I don't know if it rotating daily it's just gonna be some bad days like i'm being stuck with the triple take and like something else that i don't want to use because it's right. not my play style but we'll see um now I but i think that, that we'll get more people drop... oh go ahead oh my bad i was just gonna say i think that it will get more people into the mode than arenas because arenas was a lot more competitive and like you have to buy the, it was like the buying round where you and nobody has money and then the next round everybody has a bunch of money so they will mm. splurge on like the best stuff and it's a whole meta to just the shop but it removes all of that and it's just about you know know the map and the weapons and your team and you get you know so um yeah it's control is and i'm just it is this is for everybody but control is pure chaos like if you're thinking of like a tamed version of control like you think of control you think okay some people are gonna have like certain abilities some people are gonna be able to do certain things but 99 control with the type of characters that apex has is downright crazy insane like um you have trackers you have assault characters you have defensive characters you have healers obviously probably the weakest and this probably gonna be a blow to Jalen, but he probably still gonna play with her the weakest person is lifeline because literally her tactical her passive is no longer usable it's like once you die you don't go into a revived state you just die so literally she's the only one that's like severely impacted by not being able to revive like revenant he's like super amazing in this mode because he can do pushes to get to points you know it's like you got nine people hitting revenants thing like for real like and they coming at you all crazy and they get their they get their shields back because all you do is get cracked and they regen you don't have to heal those um you do have to heal your health but not your actual shields that just it breeds chaos in my eyes. And that is exactly what I want. I want nothing but pure chaos. I want to be able to get these crazy moments to happen. I want the synergy with having. I want to see somebody go in with nine freaking pathfinders or nine, whatever the case may be. I want to I want to see people try to break the game, basically. I that is what I'm in it for. I'm in it for that. I'm in it to see <laughs> what is going to happen when you unleash because you you definitely can pick the same characters. There can be two of the same character on a team. So it's not as if I mean the three v three person. So actually, never mind. You only can have three of the same person because you still load up as three people and you go into the mode. So you can't necessarily um, 
But wait, be three pathfinders on the same yeah, team, but correct. on the on your whole group there could be you three. Can, there could be three pathfinders. So um, it's interesting. I want to see how that works. Obviously, you can't do nine, so that minimizes the the amount of chaos. But if it could be three, uh, three of the same character, three revenants, three Mad Maggies, three, um, you know, caustics, you know, three pathfinders. I think it's just it's just so many it's so much synergy in all these characters that you just gonna you bound to find something crazy that's impressive that you can do in this mode. Like I'm already thinking of ways to kind of utilize everyone's abilities because obviously you know Pathfinder zip lines don't go away. So you can become a Pathfinder at the beginning of the game, throw down some zip lines for three people. And have it where you can get from A to B in in like seconds, just so that way you can keep getting your teammates back there. And then you can switch to a defensive character because you have the ability to change characters mid-match. So all that stuff is going through my mind. I'm just like, yeah, I want to see if somebody can really just break this mode and make it really hard for people to even push. Um, I want to see what what, what happens. Um, I would like a real balance mode. But I think you kind of got to break it to build it for up better. So right now, the control seems fine. They have three control points. Uh, I hopefully they give us Olympus all the time because I don't really want to play on the storm point at all. Um, but there is like they they switch up the map, I guess, for the control. Um, but what was it what is it hammerhead what what is that what is that place called right in the middle of olympus that that control that that area the um we always land there it's right above i forget the name of the actual landing point but that is the the control map so it's not like they built out maps to um that are unique or anything they're literally taking a piece of the map and allowing that to be the spawn point so it's like a piece of olympus it's right in that middle area right where the not where the turbine then there's like a little i think it's hammerhead labs or hammond labs um that is where basically the control points are um and i gotta cough <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining modes. And I think I'm going to play it a lot for the first three weeks or whatever. Hopefully it comes back as an official mode. But what are y'all looking forward to? What are y'all looking to get out of it? Now that y'all kind of know what it is, know a little bit more about it. What are you looking to get out of that type of mode in the Apex game anyway? White wine usage. Not <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I guess I don't got nothing like real specific that I want to get out. But um, like we had mentioned before, we haven't been playing Apex as much. It's like the game kind of been in a stagnant state. They got super comfortable with certain the way things been going. So I think the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to or looking to get out of it is maybe some sort of enjoyment. Um, like you said, it seems super dynamic because of the fact that you're gonna have nine characters on one team. Um, so I just want to, I want to say break the game because they mean they're going to push more updates and, you know, my internet trash or whatever. Um, so I don't know about that unless they can hot fix it, but I just want to see what this game could be. And cause this is something that's like really different than a classic three V three, regardless if you play in arenas or, uh, or, um, what's the other game type the battle royale or whatever. 
So, yeah, yeah I just want to see something new and something new and enjoyable, basically. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think that's what we're gonna get. Um, I think it's I think it's a lot of a lot of uh, crazy moments to be had. A lot of it's a lot of um, shooting skills are gonna be improved. Um, just having that repetition of be able to just fight constantly is going to do that for us. Um, but yeah, um, what about you, uh, Josh? What you looking to get out this mode? Um, like I said before, it's mostly variety. Like I think Apex has a good foundation, but it's it's very limited in a lot of ways because, like, like we said, we all like the alternator, but they vault different weapons every now and then and so it's like that you were having a good experience and now you have a different experience it's not necessarily bad but it's different than what you initially wanted so some seasons are just feel slower or they feel not as um exciting or engaging because it literally changed um that's I mean, that's the problem with all online games. Over time, they're just going to change. But as long as they keep adding new content for you to, like, try out, explore, you might find something else that you love about the game if the main mode isn't what you want. Just like Overwatch, they've changed that game so much. Like, the original quick play is what people always played. And then they changed it, and now they have, like, they had, like, roll queues. So you have to stick to, if you're going to be a healer, you have to stick to a healer. And so you can't switch to uh, another role. But then they have Quick Play Classic, which is what, you know, me and Jalen would always hop into because that is the the mode that we enjoyed in the beginning and it's still available. So just because you have that option, you, you don't have to take a break from the game. Uh, whereas like Apex, if they only have one mode or two maps that you don't really like, you really your options are play the mode that you don't like or uh take a break from the game so it's good for them to continuously add game add content like this and i don't i don't know i haven't actually done the math but i feel like apex is one of the slower battle royales to update because like oh yeah i feel like definitely warzone everybody else like every month they got oh new map new gun or we switch this he go the 4v4 mode and but apex set the pace they started beating their pace and then apex kept the same pace like they were beating it when they first came out right like they were doing stuff every three months everybody else was waiting and then um they set that pace and then they kept that pace, which is fine because I feel like they're okay. There's work-life balance. I don't want them to like try to churn out too much, but I want their content to, that they churn out to be meaningful if they're going to wait that long. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And that's just not been the case as as of late. This is something that's like okay. This is meat worthy. This is definitely a lot to take in, a lot to digest. So um, it will it will keep us satisfied for quite a while, but. It's only going to be there for three weeks. It's not a permanent mode. They haven't had any discussions about it being permanent. So it feels like they're giving us something that they beta testing it and they don't know if they might be too scared to actually just put these type of modes in it because it will change the dynamic of how Apex is played. Um, But overall, they have the foundation so they can continue to grow that as you stated. And I don't think they should be scared of that because they already built something great. So um 
but yeah, I, I, I do understand what you're saying there too. Um, that they need to kind of start picking up the pace when it comes to, well, I wouldn't say pick up the pace, but they have to start to make those defining, you know, those, those actual seasons to be really, really great because, um, continuously giving us the same old same old may not really benefit them in, um, as, as much like when it comes to yeah they because they their pattern is like the the mm. season come out it's out for a couple weeks then they have their first collection event mm-hmm. and then it's it's back to normal for a couple weeks they have another collection event and then well, not a collection. I forget the different types, but it's the the small events where you you know just play a couple games, you get some stuff. They do those every couple weeks, and then like once a month, you will get like a bigger event where it's like here's the Halloween themed stuff. Spend some money on the shop, get get this uh exclusive stuff, and then they'll go back to the normal. And I feel like that it works, but it also can be stale. Um, if right. they continuously do that w- without adding any re- anything refreshing to it, so yeah, yeah, you know, it 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 just it felt like they um like they 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 created a pace that they couldn't keep up with themselves, and then they had to like dwell it back. Because at first it was like they were getting the maps first, like they were they were doing they were they did another map app before Fortnite, and Fortnite was out a while before them so it was as if they were kind of pacing out it was overpacing themselves a little bit and then kind of had to weld a lot back now at the same time they're creating full-on characters that they have to build in this game to kind of send that's and synchronize with everything else so they don't want something that become too meta overpowered or whatever so i understand that they have to take a little bit more time um, and maybe the character is the big thing that's driving them. But at this point, they got too much money to not have a map team and a character team. So they should have plenty of money to be able to have those two teams coexist and be big enough to be able to turn out that time and, you know, get that stuff done. Because they make too much at this point. Um, it's not an old game. It's not like a new game that they got to prove themselves. They, they, it's been proven. They make a lot of money. It's time you actually spend that money and put it in the right resources in the right place to actually create you know positive things for your for your actual um, game but there is some controversy and that's where we're going to kind of transition into a lot of controversy actually it's not just one thing it's like both things and um even in uh i don't understand this one but the mad maggie is controversial and i was kind of confused on that mm-hmm. i um we're going to talk about Mad Maggie, then we get into the, um, to the other, other controversy that's uh, surrounding Apex. Um, but yeah, Mad Maggie, just to give you an overview, uh, Mad Maggie has some quite some interesting abilities. So her ability, first one is called her tactical. So this is the one she gets charges on that we normally use, uh, just like your backpack that allows you to, um, well, not your backpack, but the little drone that allows you to heal yourself. Her tactical is a fire, a drill that burns through obstacles. Um, so it basically burns through obstacles and burns enemies on them behind it. So ramparts um, thing, uh, Gibby shield, uh, walls, 
um, pretty much anything you name it, really. Um, the only thing I seen it bounce off of was a can, like a small thing inside of a building. But most of the time, anything that's like solid, she can shoot and it it burst fire from the backside. So anybody trying to use as cover, she can get them out of the cover because that's she's gonna she's gonna be able to kind of push enemies and put a lot of pressure on people. Um, wall hacks. She pretty much got. Uh, <laughs> she has the tactical. So let's start there. Tactical. Um, tactical is 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 causing people to feel like uh, it's. Well, I guess we let's do the entirety of it, and then we could discuss each one. Her passive ability is um, she can temporarily highlight enemies she's damaged. So if you get shot by her, she's going to be able to highlight you for like three seconds. I think it's like two seconds, actually. And um, she can move faster with the shotgun. So those are her passives. So she has a, a, a better running speed with a shotgun. So she could probably gun you, run you down if you had your weapon out. I don't think she's going to be able to run you down if you don't have your weapon out. I think her base speed, her speed with a shotgun is as if she didn't have a shotgun in her hand. And then your speed is going to be if you had a gun in your hand equipped, then you know you run slower. So I think that's how she's going to be able to catch up with you. But I don't think she has the speed of like an octane or anything like that. I think literally she can run with a shotgun as if she did not have a gun in her hand. Um, and But that's not to be proven yet, but that's the speed it looks like from videos I've been watching. Wrecking Ball... Uh, that is her ultimate ability. So her ultimate, um, just like your, you know, care package coming down, um, for lifeline, her ultimate, she throws out a big wrecking ball and it releases speed boosting pads and detonates near enemies. So, um, it's all it does is it's not as if it tracks enemies, at least from my knowledge and what I've been seeing, it doesn't necessarily track. It gets if it gets close to you, it'll it'll just detonate. So it's not necessarily tracking you, but it can detonate. It bounces off walls. It can like seem as if it's tracking. If it's tracking, then that might be a little bit interesting. But as of now, it just looks as if you could throw a decent shot. You could probably hit somebody because if you're in the vicinity of it, you're going to get detonated on. Um, you don't die. You just get stunned. And the stun doesn't last that very much long. It's like an arc star. Uh, but you do get speed boost pads when you um, as you're running with it. So she throws a wrecking ball right in front of her. She's running. Speed boost star dropping in the, in the wrecking ball's wake. So as she's running to play catch up to try to stop, get somebody, she can literally run you down with her wrecking ball and she gets speed boost to catch you faster. So, and it stuns you. So that means it's going to do a slow effect. It's going to speed her up and she can gun you down and she runs faster with shotguns. So all her abilities are based around her running you down close quarters and killing you. Um, and getting you out of spots that you're trying to hide in. So all her abilities make sense in the eyes of me. Mad Maggie makes sense to be a aggressive character. Um, super aggressive. Um, always in your face. Always making you um, get about your get about your comfort zone, essentially. So now that we all kind of know what her 
abilities are. Um, let's talk about the biggest, the biggest uh, concern is that now it's her tactical and her passive. So people don't like that she has a scan feature. She's not a, she's not a recon character. So why does she have a scan ability? Um, I don't feel like it's a scan ability. I think it's a highlight feature and honestly, it doesn't last that long. Yes, she can know which way you ran. So it's really just plays into the point of what she is. She gonna run you down. Um, I don't think that in, I don't think that information gets passed along to your teammates. But if I'm wrong, that might be a tough sale. If it's only for Mad Maggie, that makes sense. But if it's for all teammates, then that's that is a scan at that point. Um, her tactical. Uh, is even more so some of my people concerned. People feel like Gib, um, now we have a big counter for Gibby. Gibby's shield never was able to be penetrated. Now this thing here can penetrate Gibby's shield. So um, Gibby is really big in the in the late game uh, rank system. So that can be concerning for people that really like to play Gibby and try to use his shield as a way to stop and prevent damage from coming in. Um, you can't do that now with Mad Maggie. Mad Maggie's on the field. She's going to shoot through that with her thing and she could damage you from inside. Um, no one can ever do that. Fuse couldn't do that. You know, no one could get inside that shield and unless you physically walked inside. Now, Mad Maggie has that ability to do so. So, um, I'm going to leave it there and open it up for you guys because I've been talking a lot. So, Wrecking Ball, Warlord's Ire Passive Ability, Riot Drill, uh, which is, again, the Fire Drill. We got the Wrecking Ball, Warlord's Ire. Um, talk to me about thoughts on Maggie as a character. And then thoughts on how potentially she could change the game. Yeah, from... Her abilities, it seems like they uh, kind of like Wrecking Ball and Overwatch, where he was designed specifically to shake up the meta. I don't know if how powerful she will be or how things will change, but uh, her ability to penetrate Gibraltar's shield is like the biggest thing because that uh, now... Uh, whenever you see a Gibraltar shield, either you you know sit back and wait for them to leave, or you push inside. Now it actually becomes something that can be destroyed. However, that doesn't mean that she's always going to have the tactical to be able to destroy it. But it opens up new opportunities. I don't think that uh, any of her abilities on their own actually seem op or anything like that uh but it will be uh interesting to see how she does change things the scan thing i don't actually i'm not bothered by it but i can see why people um feel like that because i do feel like as more characters get scan abilities it there's nothing wrong with bloodhound but like it really kind of devalues these other characters when how to put it not devalues it's it were two issues. One, Bloodhound used to be unique because he was the only one who could scan. 
And then other scam people came, they could scan in different ways, like uh, crypto, he had to fly the drone and stuff like that. Uh, so there were other scan characters, but they were always situational and Bloodhound could do it pretty much whenever he wanted. But now with Seer and Maggie, to a certain extent, more and more people are getting the ability to see through walls and it uh, makes the game to the point where it's kind of like Call of Duty where there's like always a UAV in the air so somebody always knows where you're at and so it's it it changes the dynamic of the game where uh, hiding somewhere to heal up becomes much more difficult because now there are like four or five different characters who can see you through a wall um so that's that's not good but we have to see how it actually plays out because like if her ability isn't actually that's good that's fine because i think people are saying that they included it because she needs to be able to see um the ability on its own is not good but paired with her other abilities it will uh create good synergy like she shoots you, you run behind the wall, and she can shoot the thing through the wall to actually push you out. Otherwise, you got to shoot her ultimate uh, blindly and it's probably be wasted at that point. She can't see through the wall. Right. And plus, since she's a, a like super rush character, uh, having that information will be uh, important because the idea that I get from her is like in Apex, a lot of people will run away from uh, fights. And Maggie seems like the character to like rush people down who are retreating. And exactly. That will help out uh, being able to see where they are. Exactly agreed. Um, keeping a keeping a close eye on them, having the ability to throw a wrecking ball and get speed boost to chase them even further, and then having a riot drill to if they try to hide behind something that they push, she pushes them out. So all her abilities seem to work in her favor of. I'm super aggressive. So, um, agree that synergy is that's a key point. It's just making sure that everything else in her kit is used to the utmost, and um, she doesn't feel she doesn't feel like that 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 small piece of information makes everything about her kit much better. So, um, it just it just allows it to be utilized the right way. Uh, if it wasn't there, it would be kind of like really difficult to kind of prove or, or, or to try to, to try to create those, those moments. And, um, cause it's like split second, you know, like when you're chasing somebody, they can really get away, especially if they, these movement characters that are really good, like Pathfinder, like, um, like, uh, Valkyrie, they have height over you and sometimes hurt pushing with a fast um with her fast speed boost ain't gonna help her so sometimes the, that extra and bit of information be able to shoot her tactical riot drill shoot right through a wall where they're trying to heal and break and just make them knock them down that's all that that's all will will help in creating that aggressive character because okay she's aggressive on the ground but what about when i get in the air what about when i get up here Okay, now she got this passive. She shot you. She know where you just landed. Now she throwing them the tacticals at you. So I think because of all of the type of characters we have, when it comes to these boots on the ground characters, they have to have some form of scan. 
to be able to keep up with everyone else that can move and jump and exceed expectations when it comes to to mind bending tricks. So I I'm I'm okay with the with the scan to be honest. Um it it makes you it makes you understand that if you're fighting Mad Maggie probably best not to run. You have to catch her off guard. If she's pushing heavily, you can probably kill her if you don't run. But if you it and, and it's not like um anything that's gonna that's that's gonna stop you or nothing in her kit that can stop her from being hurt while pursuing you. All yeah. she can do, all she's gonna be able to do is hurt you while you're running away. So nothing in her kit will stop you from getting her getting hurt while she's pursuing. Um so that is the counter. The counter is to just fight. <laughs> that is what you need to do. If you're scared of fighting, then that's not on me. Um, I understand where it comes into, you know, later gameplay and you have to be a little bit more passive and you have to be a little bit less aggressive and you have to work be team oriented. Um, you can still take down Maggie being team oriented. It's just going to be tougher because simply... Her kit is not meant for you to sit down and wait. It's not meant for her to sit down and wait. Her kit is meant to be aggressive. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not a kit that's made for speed, but people treat it as an aggressive character. No, this is legit. Their aggressive character. This is the. This is the assault character that truly should have been in the game for a very long time. Simply because all of this makes sense when it comes to trying to chase someone down. Bangalore gets shot at and then she moves faster. She doesn't get like she doesn't pursue someone. Bangalore is an assault character, but she has every ability to be defensive. She runs away. She has a a, a smoke 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 so that she can get away. And then she has her things where she drops them down again, not aggressive because literally they're meant to cover ground so she can steal get away it's not like you it's not like um you want to run through those after you throw them down because guess what you're going to get hurt <laughs> so it's all <laughs> meant for you to get away and she's supposed to be an assault character that's not right this here is the character that's meant for assault this is the character that you're supposed to actually have um it's plenty of them like that octane he's not an assault character to me he is a character that moves his team effectively but he's not an assault character. He literally stems himself and hurts himself to get closer to you. Only reason he's good at it is because of movement. What stops movement? Actually, good abilities, <laughs> good scans, uh, ability to throw a wrecking ball and smack somebody out of it, a riot drill that can stop someone from um, jumping in and out of cover. They literally have to fight you. So all of her abilities just makes me understand even more this character should have been in the game at the very beginning of the game because literally there's no other character like this. Um, Fusey is okay. Uh, Fusey uh, had to get a lot of upgrades to become okay, but he's nothing compared to Mad Maggie. Mad Maggie actually is an assault character. Um, so I'm totally fine with it. Uh, what after hearing like everything, I know, you're probably just getting this information, but what do you kind of think about Mad Maggie in, as in, in general, um, Jalen? How do you think she kind of competes with everyone else? Uh, sure. I mean, like, 
I think her her kit works like synergistically. Um, and it like kind of play based off what you told me. It, it like plays off each other. Um, she moves fast with a shotgun. She can get people from out of cover. She can tag people uh, to some capacity, and then she can get like a speed boost item and stuff like that. You said the wrecking ball hurt people too, or like drop the detonates or something. It detonates next to enemies, so it, it like detonates okay. yeah. So it stuns them. It basically stuns them, so they can't go fast. Oh, uh, okay. So I mean, boost them and then stuns them, so it can boost you like across the you know, across the way. Yeah, so I mean, two things. Uh, I don't, I don't actually know like her cooldown times and stuff like that for her uh, super or her tactical. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those gonna be like critical, and then um. The other thing is how much movement speed does she get from the shotgun and get from like the little speed boost pad thingies or whatever. Um, but like, like it I said, always like, makes sense for her to have a shotgun on her. Yeah, I mean, see, in my opinion, I mean, I don't think the tag thing is like a bad thing. Um, I can see where people can have some frustration and stuff like that. But I mean, I feel like it's only so many bases that you can cover in a game. And before people start kind of... Uh, intersecting with uh other people's abilities and things like that i mean fuse he can it's special like scan people i mean and it like stuns you in the thing and you take damage and stuff at the same time so um that's what i'm saying I, boots on the ground characters yeah like those boots on the ground characters it's really hard for their stuff not to be good unless they have some type of scanning you know um, yeah so i mean i mean i don't know i don't think it's that big of a thing if it's uh like two seconds or whatever. Um but I think it's like you like you guys are saying, it's pertinent information because I mean if she like I take her name Mad Maggie, she probably some type of like emo bullheaded character type <laughs> so to speak or whatever. Um so I mean it, it, I mean it's it, like I mean it's just like a like an archetype like a character. I mean yeah. like the way she looks and stuff like that is just an archetype. So it, I feel like the way she looked, that her name and all that stuff is supposed to coincide with her playstyle or whatever. So, um, her rushing, you know, being bullheaded, all that type of stuff or whatever. I don't know her lore and all that type of stuff. I ain't look anything like that. But that, it can be more bullheaded if you didn't have that information. So, therefore, you can just rush in a bad situation where you probably shouldn't be at. So, I think that little bit of information can at least help you out a little bit. I don't know the extremity of her scan or whatever, but uh or the uh yeah. But um the extremes of it, but I think that scan is is kinda needed for somebody like her, especially in a game like Apex. It ain't like Call of Duty or something like that where a lot of people are standard, you can figure out you can gauge what you're finna rush into or whatever and and I mean you still gotta damage the person and stuff like that. You don't even know where they team and stuff at. So it's not like you get a full blown scan by all right, we got a buddy up here on this roof, we got a buddy here. You still won't have to risk your life and like rush in it, you know. But that's mm -hmm. me, the little understanding that I do have. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal because everybody can you can still mark people and all that type of stuff in the game too. So I don't I don't think it's gonna be that that critical, if that makes sense. So yeah. No, um, I, I, I don't think so either. I think uh people are making a little bit more about what it is than I mean, they're they're doing they're making more fuss about it than what it will be. I think she's gonna come in and she's gonna be a really good solid character. I don't think she's gonna be overpowered. Um, I don't feel like she's gonna need a nerf, but we wait to see. 
Um, really depends on how fast she gets her stuff back and how quickly she can like really bring how how quickly she can move with a shotgun. Like if she's like you know almost octane level moving with a shotgun, where she can just get to you so fast where it feels like just unbearable to play against. Um, that makes a little sense, but I don't see that happening. I don't see shotguns being that great. I mean, even in the most skilled character players hands, they can hit for 22. Um, it's not like they're so overpowered that shotguns can't be outgunned. You can outgun a shotgunner, um, any day of the week. This is not, you know, destiny. So, I don't yes, see I don't, her. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think yeah, I don't see her being that. a problem because, like you said, Apex doesn't have the mechanics that make this type of character like dangerous. Because, like in, mm-hmm. uh, like Destiny, when we were blink shotgunning, that's because we had movement, mm-hmm. we had a strong shotgun, and people would sit back or try to retreat from us. But that gave us the advantage because, like we'll throw the axiom bolt and get them moving and now yeah. they they basically in our trap whereas like maggie she has no defensive abilities and like even with the best shields like you can't actually take those many shots especially like if you run up in a room by yourself mm-hmm. um and like there are no defensive characters that are just gonna buff her other than uh revenant and luckily the revenants they don't get that much health but that yeah. will probably be her biggest benefit where she can run up in there without worrying about dying. But there are no overpower, just like rush abilities. Um, no, agreed. I think um, her th- maybe throwing her tactical down, getting them out the building and then t- following up. Like she has tactics she can move to do to create, you know, she can create a better situation than you know somebody just sitting in the back hiding in a building like i'll run up in there throw my thing down on walls and try to get them to come up outside but at the same time it doesn't cover like all of the area of a room so it's not like it's gonna be like they can't just sit back and wait for it to stop spewing hot lava so um yeah i think we yeah Mm -hmm. no go ahead finish your point yeah, so like that, um, like Josh saying, you're not getting like more defense or anything like that. I mean, I could even see them if they want to add maybe like some type of like defense buff or something. That's pushing it and stuff. But I'm just saying like if they found like she was just getting like smacked or whatever. But um, anywho, I I personally I like the rushing game, even though I play a lifeline. I mean, I already told Joe I play a lifeline, ice cold scans. You know what I'm saying? But not just playing. But um. She she like a character that I actually be like, all right, I might actually try to play with her just because I mean they bring an alternator back, then they got shorty like her. I'm probably not gonna play the shotgun, not gonna lie to you, because they too inconsistent. Um, unless she get like a good enough speed boost and I can run with an Eva eight or something like that, because I'm not picking up a peacekeeper, I'm not picking up the master. Um I ain't got time for twelve damage and all that other yeah, type of stuff. Party crash from this mug, then should be a problem. <laughs> yeah, bring a party crash from out of door sixty four fell went to God, one of them things. When was the range finder we used to have one there? Yeah, range finder, yeah. Uh what was it called? Uh shot pack. It was uh it was it was uh, full choke. Yeah, that mug used to go crazy. Something like that. I think full shot, choke, pack, shot, shot package, package. Yeah, full choke shot package. Um, because full choke was the actual um sights, and then yeah. full then it was uh 
you know shot package was the actual perk and that were like it can reduce the spread and then there was actually um the last one which was range fighter where you can get more <laughs> range on a shot <laughs> anyway that game yeah. was goofy but yeah <laughs> yeah um, but i like i said i y'all know i don't play other characters and stuff i'll probably actually try to play with her though just because like if she if she a rusher like that's that's what i want to do and the whole thing about Gibby and stuff like that, I think people just feel threatened. They position for a little threatened and stuff like that, which kind of I can yeah. understand if you play, like, super heavy yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I feel like everybody's ability in that game, if it's something that's, like, offense or defense, can be, like, countered mm-hmm. um, to some capacity. I mean, people with, like, movement abilities and stuff like that, those ones not really affected, like, Pathfinder or Loba. Um, I obtain stuff like that, but the people that got offensive or defensive stuff usually can be like countered or like dealt with or something like that to kind of nullify whether you need to move away from the offensive attack or something or get around a defensive barrier. And Gibby, I feel like he got the bubble when somebody go down, he he heal people faster. And on top of that, I mean, he got like full defense, like you can't get in there. Even rampart stuff, you can use rampart stuff to your advantage and. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just stuff like that. Like you can shoot rampart stuff down, especially if she deploying it. It's weaker until it's fully deployed. But I mean, give me stuff. It's stuff just nah. You ain't getting through. Y'all sit right here. Let the circle be small. We finna clap y'all. Like it kind of quieting all that down. So I'm I'm curious to see what it actually do. Uh, I will say that um, it's not an issue now, but I don't want them to. How to put it? Um, keep designing characters as like counters to other characters, because that that really became an issue for me with Overwatch and um, and even to an extent probably something like Rainbow Six. But we didn't we didn't play it enough to know that. But like, if they make a character like you know Reinhardt, he he was really good when he came out, and uh, people really used him. And so they came out with the character Orisa, who was like a counter to him. And and that was okay. But then their next tank was a counter to her, which was like Wrecking Ball. And like it switches up the game so much that um how to put it, they they keep putting in a like throwing a wrench in the works to like shake people up, but then you do it so much that it doesn't even feel the same. It's like, because now when you play Overwatch, Wrecking Ball just get on the the point or whatever and spin around for three minutes. It's like, uh, who thought this was fun? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what people do. I mean, at the end of the game, you literally get a, you get the people, they switch to their bastions, they switch their Wrecking Balls, and they literally just spin around a point or whatever to keep it in overtime or, or spin around a point or whatever to keep y'all off of it. You know what I'm saying? So it just it started becoming a rock, paper, scissors game, and that's not what you want it to be. You want everybody to have their own identity so they can be – maybe they don't need to be 100% viable at all times and stuff, but they should still have some viability, and I shouldn't be forced to switch because y'all want to just make counters and stuff like that because y'all really just backtracking y'all, like, you know, messing up y'all work that y'all doing. It is, you know. Yeah. They should bring something new and refreshing to the table and not just, like you said, make it a rock, paper, scissors situation. Yeah. Um no, I I agree. And I think um I definitely don't think that's what's happening in Apex, and I'm glad for that. But um I just think they can 
I mean, everything can always go wrong, you know. It's not like they can't do it. I just think that 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 um, we can agree that probably isn't the that's an extreme that's not gonna hit with these types with this type of game because it's not as team oriented as um as that game once was as that game is. Yeah, you you it's not like one person could effectively stop the entire server. One person could effectively stop the entire server on Overwatch because of one thing that they're doing. Um, that is not the case in this game. So um, I think they have, like, you know, they're doing a good job. I think um, Maggie is a good character, and I, I'm I'm interested in playing with her, seeing what she can do, and really how she can change uh, how I play anyway, because. You know, you when, you when you play with her, you kind of understand what was what her weaknesses are and what's her strength. So, and really, biggest strength is probably people not being able to aim those those things properly. Because I've been seeing plenty of times where those things will go right next to you, and you're like, "Boy, you done lost me now." Now you now you're not really gonna go top. So, it really just uh, it's just interesting to see good players play him, decent players play him okay players play them see and play uh maggie and see where she kind of lies but i think she's going to be a pretty decent character and i think people are going to enjoy playing with her kind of like ash where ash is a good character but she's not changing the meta you know uh i think maggie has more potential to change the meta but um all to be seen in the future uh but um, now that we kind of got that out the way, there's a lot of stuff about Mad Maggie. Uh, dang, this is an Apex um, episode, ain't it? We're going to be talking about the Bloodhound skin, uh, the controversy around microtransactions in this game as usual, and how much it costs to get this heirloom or mystic skin that changes as you level or get as many kills you get you start to get different animations and you get different colors and it's highlighting and, 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 yeah. anyways um yeah we i'm gonna go in or you know i love my first <laughs> i'm gonna tear this one apart go ahead let me have it. oh my god Shot that boy up. uh so yeah uh he got a new skin Looks really cool to be honest. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Like, God, that all look good, but uh, <laughs> cost too much, man. But at the end of the day, if you already gonna spend your money on the game, what is the real complaint? I think people feel like, like Jalen's point is really sticking home right now. Jalen said, If I can't see my character, <laughs> why am I paying this amount of money? For other people to see said character, I can't even see it. And I think that's what really is like the biggest point coming across for this heirloom skin is essentially that y'all charging this much for a skin that I can't even see half the time. Most of the time, actually, like 86% of the time, I can't see it. Um, y'all charging this much, uh, and I guess just people are really not um, digging it. So a lot of controversy around this. Um, I kind of know everybody's thoughts, but I kind of want you guys to reiterate it for the audience. Um, 
there's a Bloodhound skin that is worth $130. You got to pay the collection event. Normally, during the anniversary events, they would allow you to get do a collection and you just get heirloom shards. $150 to buy whatever heirloom you wanted. Now, this has been replaced with this skin. And um, instead of you getting that, you get this skin for Bloodhound. It's specifically for Bloodhound. Obviously, this is not the first one or the last one. To, uh, this is not the last one to come. There's probably going to be plenty for each character. So that's a lot of money to be charging for these types of skins that you can't necessarily see. Um, but at the end of the day, we all have to remember this is all optional. You don't have to buy anything. Uh, so continue. Um, my point was to get that out the way, state exactly what's going on, what it is. And you, uh, now would like to gather each one of you guys' thoughts on that bloodhound skin. So let's Hold start on, with so you. you. Oh, I just had a quick question. Yeah. So is it actually, cause I know we had talked about heirlooms, like calculations and theoretically that's how much you need to spend. You know what I'm saying? Granted, if you're not in a situation like me where I was able to get the heirloom for free. Um, so do you actually spend $130 like they, it's $130 no. that you pay? No, Basically, you gotta buy the election to... event, but that is, that is the cost for each, I think each um, event pack is $7, right, Josh? Something like that. Because basically the issue with this is that even though the heirlooms, there's like a rare chance that you can get it 100% for free. Or if you're playing the event, maybe you can get a couple, uh, spend a couple crafting materials and reduce the overall price that you have to spend to to get the heirloom. With this, there is no way to get it for free, um, be, realistically, because you can't use your crafting materials if you've been saving them. I mean, your uh, heirloom shards if you've been saving them. And the amount of crafting materials it costs to like craft everything in the shop is basically impossible to get. Um, so you have to, what is it, 24 packs? You have to get 24 premium packs, and those packs are expensive. Um, and so realistically, if you do the math, if day one that he come out, if I want to get them, it's, oh, what, $130? If you play like week... Yeah, if you if you got a couple crafting coins to like craft some other stuff, you can hopefully reduce that. But there's no way you got enough to craft all 24 premium items because some of them cost about 2,400 for one item. So it's I feel like I put it. Uh, there are people who want to spend their money on the game, and that's fine. Because if I see something I like in the game and I want to support the uh, developers. And I want the content or whatever, I'll spend the money because I'm enjoying the game. So I don't think that it's wrong to have like really premium content like that, but it's not like they're doing it uh as like a courtesy or anything. It's it's about making money and that's exactly why it's so hard to get and there's no way to get it for free because they don't want people to get it for free. They want people to spend $130 to get this item so that they can make money off of people. And they're going to do this for every character eventually, just like the heirlooms. This becomes the long-term incentive uh, for playing your character or playing your main. So when lifelines 
Um, specials can come out, and it looks good. Everybody that plays Lifeline are going to want it, and either you spend the money and get it, or you don't, but then there's also the other issue that the item might not come back for, like, years. So they're introducing FOMO into the equation where, like, to force people to... I mean, it, it's psychological. It's the whole uh, microtransaction thing to get people to spend money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that part of it is good. And unfortunately, Apex is one of the... One of the worst examples of it. Not the worst, because like I've seen games like Valorant where they're just as expensive for other things. Um, for like every single item in the store can be like super expensive. Like you can buy... A, a knife for your melee attack and it's like $50 or something. But it's also not doing anything good, I think, microtransaction-wise, because they got loot boxes, they got expensive skins, and it's not really a lot of ways to get stuff for free. Whereas, like, if you jump over to Fortnite, like, they're basically, like, giving away stuff. Like, you spend $20, you get a Star Wars character and they whole set and unique animations and all this stuff and they come back like every 24 hours it's just something new spider-man master chief blah 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 so i don't know i feel like apex could do a lot better they don't have to charge that much for good content because like i think the skin looks nice and like it would be cool to have it but i'm not ever gonna spend that money on it so i guess i'll never see it (laughs) Exactly. So I am under the cloth of $7 for 20 different, 24 different items, right? I am an individual that plays with everyone at some point. I play with everyone except crypto and I'm probably going to play with crypto once he gets his buff. So um, I look at it as seven dollars 24 times i don't look at it as in i have to pay for this one item 130 but at the same time i don't want everything in your set i don't want everything that you 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 fork over as seven dollars worthy so you're forcing me to buy everything in this set that's worth seven dollars a piece in order for me to unlock the thing that I actually want. That's where I really have a problem with it. Um, if it was its own separate thing, I wouldn't be so upset about it. But it's because of how they manipulate the whole idea of these rare items. They manipulate it and they make, it, make you feel like... Um, that the, as you stated, fear of missing out, they make you feel like you um, want the other twenty-four things because honestly, you truly don't want the other twenty-four things. Um, so it's like a a roundabout way of saying you're gonna pay this price in order for it, and we're not gonna say it's a hundred. It was actually a hundred and sixty if you do seven times twenty-four. So. Um, and you can do like certain packages to get it to $160 US. But it that is the price. You cannot 
dispute that because if I don't pay this amount of money, yes, I can craft some things. Yes, I can do this, but I don't, I will never have enough crafting materials to ever outright get all 24 of your items and not have to pay a single dime. So this, 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 this astronomical thing that you guys are saying is possible to have is never true. Um, now if they put it where they can get it for an heirloom, literally making everybody only be able to get one free heirloom um, is crazy to me. And <laughs> there's no other way of actually getting one or actually having one. Yeah, there's a, a small chance, but I don't believe anybody on a free account has ever got more than two. I don't think there's ever been a person that has three four five on a free account so um the most someone has ever gotten is probably two I'm not buying anything so knowing the statistics knowing the understanding this um my my thoughts are that this tactic should not be deployed um, these skins should not exist. If you're going to do it this way, they should not exist. Um, people have supported and played this game for a very long time. Premium content is a thing, but premium content locked behind other content is a disaster to be able to say, well, we're not charging you actually this amount of money, but you do have to buy every last one of these things in order to get it. Um, that's a very, 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 very terrible tactic. Um, I don't think these things should exist. Um, just like I don't think collection events just exist. I think heirloom shards are okay. A rarity. It should be something where if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Collection events shouldn't exist. Um, but, and we, they do. So, what is a solution for this type of rollout? Every time, it's every time this happens, every time we get a collection event, they put it behind a paywall, one item that everybody may want, or may, may people may not want, but they do, they do it every time. What is a better solution for this type of, I don't know, method? What what is that solution? I don't really know. I think um I just think that this here is very manipulative and I don't see it getting any better. Um I just see it getting worse, you know? I see a lot of people like if you're adding a character every freaking 3 year I mean, every freaking three months and you're now going to be adding in heirlooms and now you're going to be doing you know bloodhound skins when are you going to replace the heirlooms with bloodhound skins you still got to continue to put these collection events out it's just like how can we it's, it's just feel like they just said how can we extend the heirloom phase how can we keep getting this for 12 years out or six years out how can we continue this because at some point 
they're going to catch up. Um, and we're going to have to not have heirlooms, but we can keep putting out characters. And like at some point, we can't keep putting out characters, people. So what else is sustainable? <laughs> and it was like, uh, let's go with skins. And that's kind of what it feels like. I feel like uh, each person that has ever played, you know, a character up past 2000 kills should have some type of evolving skin, you know. I don't think it should be tailored for the people that's willing to spend like, a lot of money on your game. Um, if they're going to have that, I think they should add a base tier for everything else. Um, where people feel like they have evolving skins as well. Um, but I don't really know. I don't really know what the solution is outside of just not having it at all. It just it's just a slippery slope. At at some point, it's gonna be heirloom um, banners, heirloom. Um, and they they already did the finisher, but they can have an heirloom finisher. They can have mythic. You know, they can have these very strong top tier things, and to be all cost one hundred and thirty dollars a piece. I could see if you were actually paying seven dollars, and instead of you just getting one heirloom skin. You got three, you know what I mean? Like, there's two characters that you could pay $7 a piece for it. And then to get this main one, Finisher, you can pay that extra price if you want it. But you still got two out of this deal that you could collectively get as well. I mean, I could get on board with something like that. But just to have one skin for one character you might not play that much with. Like, is everybody a Bloodhound, you know, main is everybody going to play Bloodhound just to rank up this skin? Do, is it really, what, I guess, I guess the, the, who is this for? I don't think it's for diehard Bloodhound fans. I just think that they said, uh, he's the first character because his name started with a B. <laughs> went alphabetical. I just don't get it, you know? It's not like, um, yeah. I, I, it just seems weird. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know the numbers behind the collection events and how much money they a actually make from it. But I just think that it's weird how a game like Fortnite, which is like the biggest what free to play game, and they make so much money each year, is offering more. For less money because like fortnite has had evolving skins since like his second season and to get them all you have to do is buy the battle pass and as you play the battle pass your skin evolves but sometimes they might have unique quests where you got to do extra stuff like when the mandalorian came out you have to go do special quests to upgrade his armor but still is a part of the battle pass and when they do add premium stuff to the store, like if you want to buy Darth Vader, it's, what, $20, you buy Darth Vader. And it's like nothing, like they're offering the same level of like customization or like unique looks for 10th of the price. And I don't know why, if this is actually successful for Apex, then it might not be anything that would convince them to change it. But like I don't I don't even know how successful these things are, so I don't know. Mm. 
<laughs> oh, I think they're quite successful. I really wish I could get to the to the books on this whole Apex thing, but I find them to probably be very successful. Um, but yeah, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it just makes me mad because if I like a lot of that stuff, <laughs> I don't know how much I can stop myself. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I will say that it's disappointing. Um, very disappointing. They, like, if they want to keep putting more effort into the premium stuff, they really, really should be offering as much uh, when it comes to the free stuff, like completely free agreed. stuff available at any time. Because, like, the characters, like, they don't actually get, like, uh, permanently unlockable skins, like, ever. Like, they're, they start with their four legendary skins, and, like, they never get any more of, like, the basic well, that, that's you can true. unlock they at any the time. Legendary. They just, they, they just started doing that two, two seasons ago, like, a season ago, where they add those events. Like, remember I was telling you, like, that, that whole... Uh, under the water, under the sea event. Yeah, the like the one that came those, recently, like that one. Yeah, all those skins are now going to stick around. And then that one before it was the um, the Halloween one. Like all those skins are going to stick around. So they are doing that. It's just the way they do that too just seems a little um, like um, yeah. It doesn't even slow. have to be. A, it doesn't have to be an event. Like, yeah, it's just too season slow, coming out you know next week. Like, just drop nice. them at the beginning of the event and update constantly update the roster with new stuff to earn. Yeah. And I think people will be fine if there is Actually, good stuff that they can get without I, having to just wait for a collection event to like mm, spend money on or like grind. Like, nothing, there should be no reason why none of my legendary skins that I wear are are not free to be earned. Like, none of them. Like, all of them that's, that's worth putting on my person, they have to be paid for or had to be, um, they had to be created or, you know, they had to be used using those um, crafting materials because... Literally, they don't make great skins. The ones that come out with the characters usually be okay at best. Um, but they don't provide any real substance for people to be like, okay, these are really cool skins for this character. Um, Sears. I, I knew, so, my bad. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it was something I was missing. So, like, even with those uh, permanent events that come around or whatever, not everybody gets... Um, legendary skin updates they get the um what what's the purple one um, uh epics epics so like bloodhound if you look at bloodhound he other than his premium skins he has no new legendary skins it's just right. the basic four ones and he's been here since season one one <laughs> <laughs> season zero actually because it was season zero yeah uh, but like yeah mm-hmm no, it really does suck. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just telling you what they've tried to implement and it was not a good way of doing it. I just know that yeah. they are now providing constant, they're, they're providing a ability to have unique skins even though they cost more than the regular skins that you can create. 
that's it. It's just like everything they do forces you to spend money if you don't really want to spend money. Um, there's not a time where I felt like, oh, if I play enough, I can get this. There's recolors and reskins. Okay, those are fine, but at the end of the day, there's only four for each character, and if I don't have them unlocked, I'm not going to be able to buy the reskin unless I buy the actual skin. So I can't even just unlock the reskin and wait for my ability to buy the other skin. I literally have to buy it and then can, can afford to buy it with the currency they allow me to use. So it's just like a paywall behind the free stuff. Then there's the paywall for the 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 stuff they give. It's just so much, bro. It just seems like a scummy, 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 scummy system. And um, it just gets worse and worse each and every season. Um, Man, I already told y'all this was going to happen, though. Like, <laughs> I, I literally said, like, the fact that people keep buying this stuff, these first off, the skins is overpriced from jump. But it's cool, though. Stay game. All right, bet. All right, people buying those skins. All right, let's do something more extravagant. They doing something more extravagant now. They like, yeah, we got these exclusive skins, and they change colors, and they do this. Like, they more dynamic. They don't have to do all that though. That's the thing. Like, they could have just. I feel like it'd be a lot better culture or a lot better nature if they was just a little bit cheaper and stuff like that. Fortnite doing all this type of stuff. I mean, they they doing more than what Apex and stuff is doing. I mean, they actually incorporating and like partnering with different little shows or things i mean even call of duty doing it they got attack on titan stuff and in a freaking game and these jokers just just doing i don't know like i just i don't know man that, that's that's a little crazy to me the fact that i understand the game is free to play is doing you a service blah 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 but when you have to start paying extra money and or not have to but you they give you the option to pay more money and they just kind of they they really seeing what they can do and people are gonna go bite for it and stuff like that too and it's just gonna make the environment a lot more trash than what it is. I mean, until the players start standing up, that's just what they're gonna do. I mean, it's EA running the show. Like, I mean, yeah. you got respawn and stuff like that too. But like I said, I already said all this stuff was gonna happen. They gonna keep going. They gonna you give them an inch. They gonna take a mile. We gonna see how far they can run with it. And then they gonna be like, all right, my bad. Um, we ain't really mean to do that. We apologize. We fixed it. To the, you know what I'm saying? Give a little PR stunt or. uh political stunt or whatever but i mean i'm i can't say i'm surprised that they actually doing that though because from jump you couldn't even craft everything in the game because they don't even give you enough items and stuff like that the the way don't craft like i said before the crafting materials how saturated the drop pool is they keep releasing new characters making your drop pool more saturated and stuff like that and they want you to buy little things like the badges and all that type of stuff using crafting materials that you nearly won't have enough to get a, a fraction of this stuff because you can't get enough crafting tools items in the game in the first place. So now they got items that you just can't you can't cop on. You need to actually spend money and stuff like that. Like that's that ain't, that's beyond me, bro. Like I can't even lie to you. That's that's dumb. That's flat out stupid. <laughs> and they capitalizing on the, the what people gonna do. I mean, it's different as streamers. I mean, obviously streamers and famous people are gonna get them because they getting donations. They might get more views if they cop these, you know, all that type of stuff. Well, I can get this if y'all, you know, that type of stuff. But the regular Joe Blow, hey, bro, we need that. When you said 24 times 7, I was like, hey, it ain't 130, bro. So I might not be able to do math. Maybe my calculator can't either, but that junk ain't 130. Like, no, that junk 60. said 168. 
It's 168, but I'm pretty sure they do like those little, you buy some amount, you get like a 400 or a thousand extra. So that's where it becomes 160 versus 168. Uh, but yeah, nah, I agree. It's, um, it's a racket. Uh, honestly, truly. Um, and I really don't see. Yeah, they getting over. <laughs> they definitely getting down. They getting down like a mug. And they ain't doing, they doing minimal. Uh-huh. Minimal effort, too. I really feel like it's minimal effort. Um, they haven't even upgraded the game for the new systems yet. And, and they putting out skins and stuff, though. They gave us no updates. They ain't put the alternator back. They ain't did none of that. <laughs> they doing, you know it, they, they doing it this season. They doing you know it what they in days, out, man. Hey, y'all want Olympus? Man, we want Olympus, too, bro. But, hey, we making these skins. You, you want these skins? Boy, I I mean, they, bro, we don't, we, don't want, we don't want that much for them. We just want, you know, it's just like 15, 30 or something like that. 40, not a 168. I mean, but think about it, bro. You get all this stuff for the characters that you don't even play with. But you but you getting all this stuff, though. Think about what we what we doing, bro. Like, this junk icy, bro. I know you can't see your character. I know you can't go run around in the overworld. Even on Fortnite, you know, before you in the pregame lobby, you can run around and go flex and dance and nay nay with people. I know you can't do none of that either. But just come get these scans, though, bro. I'm telling you, these scans is going to change your life. Even though you can't see them 86% of the time, they're going to change your life, bro. Think about all that. Hate you nah, yeah, right, bro. You buy them scans. I, I, if somebody buy them scans, I'm going to go buy them some clown shoes, some makeup, and then I'm going to puff red puff balls on their head. They're going to oh, be a certified clown. Man, you know, what you talking about? Maybe somebody just wanted because they, they think it's nice. I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? Yeah, man. You can think it's nice. You can, that mean you ain't going to be a clown. <laughs> they finessing, bro. They doing a minute. Like this past season, two seasons with Apex been trash, talking straight cheeks. You feel me? <laughs> and then they want to... They want to put the doggone scans out there and, man, ah, man. Straight cheeks, huh? I'm saying if it goes, Spitfire goes, straight cheeks. Cheeks, bro. Cheeks, man. I'm like, bro, stop playing with me, man. Quit playing. They they just, they they know what they're doing, though, bro. I'm going to digress. I know y'all. They they getting down and y'all are giving them that's positive. I don't know if it's positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement. Y'all oh reinforce the thumb. They reinforce the thumb. You know that's that's all them man. That's them. They ain't nothing on me. That's on me. You know I don't pay for those skins. <laughs> man, you know me, bro. Deontay, no skin, shorty. No skin, shorty. Man, you know me. Y'all know me. 100, 100 you know, hours on me, I don't do this stuff. <laughs> he said, I did not do this stuff. I'm telling you, that's not me. I didn't do this stuff. <laughs> that's stupid. Come on, guys. Use your common sense. Why would I do that? Use your common sense. That boy said, that's, that's stupid. <laughs> Use your common sense. Now why would ah uh, Kelly? <laughs> now why would ah uh, Kelly? <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, yeah, they are getting down. It's uh, interesting to see, and I hopefully, um, hopefully it is. Hopefully there there's a boycott going on. Boycott Apex. Hopefully that actually impacts them. Um, I think we just have to wait for the actual skin to not be on the market 
for us to actually make an effect because if they boycotted for the first two days and then everybody go by the third day and really didn't do anything but if they boycott it to the point where nobody buys any of their stuff and it actually works hopefully that is the situation um i don't think apex or ea is planning to change unless they really see some pocket difference but we will see uh, but next thing we want to talk about, I think the last thing, or no, two things. God, dog. Uh, we got to talk about Bungie acquisition for Destiny. I know you don't want to talk about Destiny. No more. He, Jay don't even want to hear about Destiny. No, more. He don't want to see it, mm-hmm. think it, or even hear that word, Death dog, no more. He said, I'm done with it. Don't talk to me about it. I'm not downloading it. I ain't doing none of that. Uh, Axiom Bolts did come back. The boys is strong now, but that's I digress. Uh, uh, Destiny, uh, Bungie, because yeah. that's pretty much their only IP. Uh, Sony decided to buy them for what three point two million? How much was it? Three point three point six or something like that. They they decided to buy them for three point six billion dollars. Um, but I will also say they also announced that they are investing. And like retirement and like employee incentives so it's more than 3.6 but that was the asking price for the company and they're putting in extra to keep the employees oh okay so even more money gotcha um so yeah they bought destiny like i think an extra billion um uh, in like employee incentives uh for like Jeez. retention gotcha so yeah they they did a lot. Um, uh, Sony is not a it's not a big company when it comes to first person shooters, so it makes sense to go out and buy a first person oh, shooter. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, so, um, Destiny. Let's talk Destiny. Let's talk Bungie. Bungie literally has one game to their name right now, um, and that is Destiny. Bungie is a well, well-renowned first-person shooter company. They made Halo, for God's sake. Everybody knows this. Um, they revolutionized the franchise of first-person shooter. They did it again with Destiny for a little bit. Um, yeah. Um... Destiny is a dying game. (laughs) (laughs) To say, to put it nicely, it's a dying game. Uh, Destiny 2 is not, it never will do as good as Destiny 1 has ever did. And uh, Destiny 2's player base does not continuously grow in the manner that they would like. Destiny 2's um, it's playing catch up with itself and it, it never will get to that point, but it does have a really strong fan base. It really does have a lot of diehard people. Literally ours is, it's called house of Wood podcast because it was so influenced by destiny. We were, we were, we were very influenced by destiny. Um, but it's a dying game. And to know that, and to still pay $3.6 billion for one game, technology, 
talent. That makes sense. Obviously, they're making more than just Destiny right now. They're obviously planning on making something huge. And I hope that this is what's going to cause them to want to pay that price tag of $3.6 billion. Um, but what if it's a dud? What if it's something nobody wants to actually play? How is this going to revolutionize the first-person shooter? I don't expect Destiny to go into RPGs. Uh, um, I don't expect them to make a sword game. I don't expect them to make a game that's not really formulated in their roots, which is a first-person shooter. So, when I started thinking about this Bungie acquisition, I started to think about how would it effectively make Sony better? I said, well, they could take Destiny and put it on one platform and make people want to play it on said platform or they could bring back the the you know the the bonuses for playing on Sony's machine um they could do those things to make it play better on Sony's systems make bring in features that could be Sony exclusives they could create the next game and that be a Sony exclusive but then Bungie came out and basically refuted every last thing I thought. They said, no, this game ain't getting no separate content. No, this game is going to stay across multi-plat. No, our next game will not be uh, on. It will be multi-platform. It will not just be on Sony. Um, so I said, well, dang. What the heck did y'all spend $3.6 billion for? Um, Technology? I said, Bungie was the first game I ever played where their systems, theoretically, online, did not need that much help. All they needed to do was fix their cumbersome... Uh, <laughs> mechanics it was never about how we could never load in log in get online play the game connect with people talk to people really load up there was small hiccups but this game truly made the online experience vastly easier than most other games but i was like that technology has been created and built in other places now where it's not that meaningful but then I got to thinking about every other game I play. <laughs> and I used to think about how many hours I put into Destiny and how much autosave and uh, the ability to stay online and create this experience that um, you're always online and it didn't feel like a drag to play. And I said, how did they do that? And I said, it had to be talent. <laughs> It just has to be, you know, a talented team. So it kind of makes sense that they're paying a billion dollars to keep the team. It makes sense that they don't want that team to lose, be left. It makes sense that they're actually, you know, the cheapest Call of Duty you could find. They, like literally, they're the equivalent. Um, and and I guess if they were asking that 
you know, insane price. And I had nothing to bring to the table when it came to shooters. But I knew you were a first class studio. I guess I would have to pay you what you what you want. Right? I can't really lowball you and say, well, you're, well, you know, you're not doing so great right now. And say, but I can. Well, well, your systems, you know, you, not that the player base ain't really there anymore, but, I said, but they still get online. I just felt like there was too much talent, experience, and actually functioning things for them to discredit them. Because Bungie literally took Destiny 2 and made it cross-platform, it made it cross-save, they made it um, and it, and it did it in a way where it didn't, it didn't really effectively stop anything. This game is constantly online. It is constantly having servers. It's constantly had these servers going up. It's like they're, they have made the online, they just kind of create, set the bar really for me when it came to online games. I just feel like every time I thought about a game and how trash it was to log in or to get online, I'm like, man, this stuff would never happen in Destiny. Like most of the time, it would, you would get like some errors, but really to be down for like days on end, or even for long periods of hours, or to when you first initially launch something, to not have a queue or ability to get on the game at all. There's no wait progress. It's just literally the game is broken for a period of time until people stop trying to log in. Um. That's just not the case when it comes to Destiny. And it's a huge game. I'm talking about so many instances of where you have to jump into. Um, I just have to commend them on talent, right? Doesn't mean that they have great writers. Doesn't mean that they have the greatest game or IP at this point. I just know that Bungie is a very intelligent company. And... um, when it comes to first-person shooters, my experience playing Destiny was probably still one of my favorites. Even though now, I don't want to play it. Well, technically, I don't want to play it without you guys. But um, it still was probably one of the better, enjoyable uh, games out there. So, without all being said... billion. Let's talk about it. Um, What do you guys think? Bungie. Mm, I don't know. With like Bungie being a big name um, and them having like a big, mostly successful franchise like Destiny, I think that it's a good investment for Sony. Because they don't have, like I said, they don't have first-person studios. And, like, one of their better studios, as far as technology, didn't make good first-person games. Like, guerrilla nope. games. Like, it was a surprise that Horizon actually came out that good. Because they, they always had good technology, but the games was just garbage. So, exactly. having Bungie on their side is good because Xbox is kind of cornering the market on a lot of genres like pretty much any first person rpg is like xbox now so 
and those are popular you know like skyrim and fallout and all that stuff so if sony doesn't play ball too they're gonna lose out on all the best developers for like other friend other other genres but they got a good one on their corner with bungie they're one of the best in the in the industry for fps i still i don't know i still feel like that price was too much I, I will say it's too much for Bungie right now. But like like you said, I think they, they were willing to let, uh, pay it as like potential. Yeah, um, pay it for a type oh, of Bun- situation. Yeah, Bungie, you got good credit history, so we're going to let you get this law. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, we can see you on some hard times right now. <laughs> we're going to look out for you. <laughs> um, because like Bungie, they only have like they have Destiny, and that's it. And like Destiny is like a, a okay IP right now. It's not. I don't. I don't see Destiny three being a hot name where people actually care. So that I don't see that as a worthwhile investment. No. Their new IP could be anything. It, it might. It might suck. It might be really good. Who knows? Because it's not out yet. Nobody's even seen it. And then three. They don't even own any of their own, uh, other IPs that they made with like Xbox. They don't own Halo. They don't own Oni or any of the other games they made. They own like Marathon, which is like a super old PC game, but no, nobody's interested in that. So it literally, the only thing they have is like experience and knowledge um, in technology that gets them worthwhile. And it could be worth it because I think that's one of the same reasons that um, Microsoft wanted what's their name? Uh, it Software. Because like mm-hmm. It Software is like known just to make really good 60 FPS like games that look very good on any system. And that's a worthwhile investment to push the limits of your current first party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I uh, I think long term. I think it will pay off. I just don't know how how long it, it will be before we actually see anything unique from Bungie that benefits the PlayStation brand. I agree. I think this is a long play. I think this is a whole play. Like they they are really in a hole right now. Like that. But Bungie does not generate as much as they just paid them. And they don't, they're not going to generate that over the next 10 years. It's probably going to be like 15, 20 years before they get their money back. That is a long play, for my opinion. Um, I just don't see that occurring. You know, I don't see them making a billion dollars in the next year. I don't see them generating, like, their their earnings before interest tax depreciation is assets. It's just not going to be there. It's not, like, they're not making that much money. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing it i just wonder um like i could see bethesda with some one-off games doing that creating some stuff for um microsoft putting stuff in game pass boosting their thing yes i could see them in the next 10 to 15 years actually making that money back that they spent on bethesda uh activision probably based off of call of duty and actually keeping that churning 
if they don't actually do that, then they're definitely not going to be, you know, capitalizing on actually getting their money back. All they want is that the creative. And now they have to do a bunch of cleanup work at a company that's tearing down. So Activision, um, it's a, it, it was a hard one to swallow as well, but I understand what you're doing there. Um, you're cornering the market for all FPS shooters. Um, and then I can understand Sony's feeling pressure, but also knowing if they buy into this company now, um, because there's no way Bungie is worth half of Bethesda. There's just no way at all. It's not, a, it's not in my yeah. eyes. No, no, it's just, they not. come out with like at least three games a year where yeah. Bungie has one game and they try they sell yeah. you on forty dollar you know expansions like no it's just not the same money wise there's not the same return on investment uh it makes but there's a look like they sold they sell short that's what it looks like but it's just not yeah. the case um sony just overpaid um i i i can't put a price on talent because really if you're worth the bill um, at the end of the day, you deserve that. Uh, you you deserve that amount of money. If you worth, if if people find your your talents and your your content worthy of that amount of money, then you're worth that amount of money. It's nothing that can be debated there. If people find it that way, then that's what it is. That's that's that is the point. Um, so my thought around that whole bungee situation is to say is basically the talent the the history the ip and the continued success of them being able to successfully put out great games um is what they're going to continue to do so i see that history coming into a factor i can see the talent acquisition and being able to retain that talent is what they want to do so that they can continue to make great first person shooters and get into that space where they now have something on live live games um, they have something that they can actually showcase as a company that's done live games at, at the tippity top at the best height, you know, really functioning or truly live functioning game. Um, that is what they're yeah, looking to do. Everybody, like so, we can't say, like you said, there have been like 10, 15 other games that have tried to do what destiny and like almost all of them have failed to even like get started, like Anthem yeah. and everything. So uh Bungie with that experience, it is a worthwhile investment. Um mm -hmm. if they can replicate that just for like anything else for someone. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That they bought it for the talent, not for what they have right now. I think it's just more so um when you said that bonus, I was like, Oh, that makes my point even better because literally that makes sense. Like stay please don't leave they sold it out but look we're gonna give you more money so it's kind of like they said oh we, we 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 want our independence they got away from activision crazy sales and then it was like okay let me go sell myself to them though but you know but they had to like how do we how do we how do we get this to go over well more money so <laughs> better incentives so that makes sense you know uh, but I guess what's your thoughts on um Bungie, Jalen, and three point six billion? 
What's your thoughts? Uh, honestly, I don't really know because I don't know what I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I mean, point blank, that's a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> I just can't like quantify that or know what type of stuff that like really goes on within like the video game market, buying out, you know, companies and, you know what I'm saying, how much rights that they have and, you know, all those sorts of things. Uh, but flat out, that's a lot of money or whatever. Um, I will say I feel like, like I guess it's worth an investment. It's still a lot of money, but um, I feel like Bungie got, like, a, a pretty good track record. Granted, they'll put that many games out. Um, but everything that they have been putting out has been, like, like well-received. Um, and then, like, people know what it is and stuff like that. So, I mean, Halo, I mean, y'all playing Halo and stuff right now, but it's not the same Bungie or whatever. But, I mean, you know, it's, like, well-received. Like, it's, they, I think they do an excellent job at, like, building the universe. Um, and I feel like they don't, I feel like they don't miss. I mean, I know Destiny missed and stuff like that, kind of. But at the same time, it didn't. Like, that, like you said, all this stuff that they did, the experience that they put out and stuff. I think they did a pretty good job at that. I think it was the maintenance piece of it that, like, where it really fell short. But I know a lot of that had something to do with Activision. And when they finally broke free, and when was that, like, at the end of 2018 or whatever, it was already too late. I'm like, um, I'm, I've been dealing with y'all since, you know, end of 2014 and stuff, playing Destiny 1. And y'all fell short in some areas and stuff like that. But um, the core of the game was good. Like, the gunplay in that, like, Crucible is always going to be, like, one of my favorite multiplayers and stuff like that, but it's just, like, the maintenance piece of the game and the cumbersome UI and just different things like that. They could have did better and the storytelling piece, but I mean, that's neither here or there. Basically, what I'm getting at is, I feel like they got a pretty good track record at the end of the day, so um, I think it's a, a decent investment. I think it's just a lot of money and stuff like that, but I don't know what they're looking to get out of it. I mean, I I literally think Bungie is like, if I have faith in a company to put out something that's going to be like real decent and stuff like that, it's going to be Bungie. It's not going to be Bethesda because like, I, I don't like their game. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, um, no, that's, that's, they, that's they, understandable. Like, their games just look, they, all their games look trash. Like, I don't know. They gra- they can't make good graphics and they keep putting on Skyrim. I'm like, all right, like, we get it. And they, the game, the graphics still trash, but, um, yeah. yeah. They, like they, it just don't like. It, it's not a full blown experience. Like his things don't look uh, good. All the, the partner companies just, definitely have surpassed Bethesda in my eyes. Where it comes to like actually a fun game I enjoy to play. Like, there, don't get me wrong. Like those are big names like Skyrim, Fallout. Those are big company games. But I would much rather be. I'm more interested in Tangos. You know. Uh, like at the game Tango Game Works, they're they're making Ghostwire. I'm more interested in Arcane Studios, which they are making that they made Deathloop and they're gonna be making um I can't remember the name now, but it's another game that's coming out. Um I'm more interested in, you know, their side companies games. Like I'll play Doom. I just don't like all the gore. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm fine with gore elsewhere, but for some reason when I play Doom I just feel like Bro, this is a lie. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I get. I get turned off by it. I don't know. But it's not like it's like more gory than any other game I've ever played. It's just more like I don't know. Something weird about Doom with me. But um, anyways, those yeah. games are worth more in my eyes because it gives them the ability to kind of 
to play off of that and continue to grow those companies or grow those studios into better studios. Um, and I think that, um, once Ghostwire got that check coming in, I mean, I mean, uh, Tango, they, they started making that game look a little bit better. I was like, hold on, that, that, that Microsoft check was kind <laughs> I said, that game was looking a little ashy when I first saw it. That game the, two weeks ago, I thought it looked a little nice, but I don't know. Whatever the case is, I just feel like having the conglomerate that is Microsoft behind you to make good games, I think it's just always going to be a better situation, but you are absolutely correct. Bethesda has been weakened in my eyes. Bethesda itself, not the companies around it. Bethesda itself has been weakened because they make games that I feel like Todd Howard just don't care. So I'm, I'm skeptical of Starfield. I hope it's good, though. But continue. Nah, man, that's pretty much it. I only brought up Bethesda because, like, y'all had mentioned something about that or whatever. But, um... Like I said, basically what I was getting at is that from Bungie's track record, I as a consumer have more faith in Bungie than I do like a lot of other companies just based off of what they had, you know, put based on their track record. I mean, they maybe they only shot, you know, four or five field goals and stuff like that. But they hit all four or five field goals versus some companies, they 50% from the field or, you know, things like that. So, but they got more, you know, they took more shots or whatever. They might be like 10 for 20 or something. But I mean, I think it's a long term investment, like you guys said, a long play. Because um, I don't see Bungie being worth that right now, especially the way Destiny 2 is. I ain't even got that downloaded. So, um, like, <laughs> and, and that free to play version um, didn't really help. I don't think, I think it helped the player base, but. Um... Honestly, if anybody's playing on New Light, they're not getting the Destiny experience regardless. It's not like it's a good experience. So, um, so yeah, uh, Destiny is an interesting game, and um, that is what they pay for right now. That and the talent. So, we'll see what come out of it. Hopefully, something great. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, I think I'm going to make it quick, though, uh, is Dying Light 2 early impressions i'm enjoying it i'm having fun um the story is okay it's decent i'm i'm following along and i'm having a good time it's a lot of flack online about dying light 2 not being a good game not being run optimized properly not having uh the best uh loop not it's just it's just seemed like they're a lot of people are constantly saying it's a downgrade from the previous version um i just think people are used to starting dying light off with a lot of their abilities i don't know whatever the case may be uh as of now i'm enjoying the heck out of it i don't think there's a bad game i think dying light is exactly what it's need to be right now a fun game to run around kill zombies do missions uh survive the night parkour around the place and just have some fun, man. I think people are, I don't know. I don't know what they were expecting. Um, I think that they definitely did a great job with the world and how it's kind of designed. Um, I don't know if people are just mad that it's not 1440p or 4K. Like, yeah, I, I honestly truly think people would be happier if it was 4K 30. Um, but I don't know. I thought people, I thought we all preferred 60 frames per second. 
<laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one that actually prefers 60 frames per second now. Like, I could care less if the resolution is, like, 1080p. It can't go lower than 1080p. But if it's 1080p, 60, I'm fine. I used to be a pixel puncher, but now it's like, mm, is it really better to be that many pixels? Or is it better to have some actual decent frame rate? So, um... I enjoy it. I'm liking it, and I'm having a good time. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do want to get you guys' thoughts. I know, Josh, you've played a little bit. Haven't played much. Haven't got out the prologue, or maybe you just got out the prologue. Uh, but kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, Dying Light 2 at, at, at the time. I know you... Uh, go ahead. Talk to the people. Yeah. Um, so I didn't play Dying Light 1. I know that you always talked about the game and that the game is uh, really popular and that's why people were waiting for this one i didn't know anything about one or two other than it's like a i always just thought like a mirror's edge zombie game like, i know that they made uh Dead island before um which i i only played a little bit of but they added parkour and um a bigger environment than Dead Island. So that's, that's all I was expecting. And pretty much it seems like a um, a decent game. Uh, I've enjoyed what I played of the prologue, just like running around and learning how to like get past enemies. Like it seems like a good... Um, how to play it? It's, it's a horror game, but it doesn't feel like as restrictive as a lot of horror games where you're like, you ain't got no ammo or you ain't got no health and you should be stealthing through these areas and stuff like that. Like there are sections like that where you, it's better to go stealth, um, but it makes the game a lot more faster and just like more interesting to play for me. Um, yeah. Other than that, the story so far, I haven't gotten that far. So I don't know. I can't comment about the story, but it seems like an interesting world, at least like I like the big environment and it looks, it looks nice. Even though, like you said, the performance modes are not, like, technically showing their best that it could be. Um, yeah, I think... I think on the next people... consoles, they're okay. But, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Over time, they might patch it. Because, like, a lot of games came out, like, Cyberpunk or other stuff, where it's, like, the first version is okay. But over time, they, they're going to build on it because it just wasn't ready for next gen. And they didn't want to delay it again. But yeah. I think the game itself is solid, and like, if you don't play it right now, that's fine. Maybe in a couple months it'll be even better. Um, but I don't think there's so far anything fundamentally wrong Broken. with what I've played. Like, it's interesting enough for a newcomer like me. Uh, I might eventually go back and play Dying Light One and like it more. I don't know, but so far it seems like a, a good game. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot to to do in the game already there's a lot to see um and um it's it just feels like they put a lot of effort into making the world good now creating that presentation that people are expecting later on that's fine i just don't want the game to be crappy the world to not actually be defined in the way that it wants to be perceived and then they're patching in how the game should be later on. This is not a cyberpunk situation, people. 
If you enjoy Dying Light 1, you're more than likely going to enjoy Dying Light 2. It may feel different at first, but you got to give it some time to actually, you know, unlock abilities, get better at the world, understand the world, start to get to understand the systems. Um, there's different mechanics that are introduced to make it refresh. It's not the same old, same old. So uh, give it a chance. Play it if you want. Um, I know that this game and this company supports their games. Like they're still putting out updates for Dying Light last year. Like. That is how long they support their games. They're already committed to having five years of supporting this one. Um, there is no reason to doubt these individuals as of now because they have a proven track record for what they did with Dying Light. And um, overall, um, I'm just looking to get back into it, play some more, and uh, have a good time. So uh, that's pretty much all I have for Dying Light. Um, I know we got the co-op coming up. We're going to hopefully play some of that tonight because um finally got uh, got um, Josh on through the prologue so we can join up. Uh, but anything else, anything else y'all want to talk about or state before we get up out of here? I know, Jalen, you don't really have much on Dying Light, so anything you Yeah, I only say my friend play it. Uh, and I was talking to him about the first one and then... Uh, I was watching him play the second one today, but mm-hmm. yeah, y'all know me. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Y'all know me." Man. Yeah, yeah. Man, y'all we, know got, we got, we got, we got man. You said what? I, he, he was trying to tell me to get it, but I was like, "I'm over zombies, man." Like zombies was played out like after the 360 era, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. I ain't even finna lie to you, bro. I'm not gonna play this. <laughs> Look like Mirror's Edge, which is cool. He's playing on the PS4 though, so the graphics and see, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how it looked. I don't know, compare it to that versus like next gen and stuff like that, but it wasn't. I don't know, man. All I can say is y'all know me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was looking scratchy on there. Yeah. I mean, it was straight. It was just, I mean, it, I think it might be maybe at like 30 frames and stuff. I mean, it just didn't look like nothing that was like revolutional. Like, he, he said he liked the first one a little bit more, but um, mm-hmm. it just didn't look like, I mean, there's zombies on the game. You got the zombies, and he just sound like you got like, you know, the bandits or, you know what I'm saying? Just other factions that's trying to mess stuff up. That's an apocalyptic area type. So I just was like, yeah. all right, they're like some, the last of us people. You got the zombies on there, and then you got mm-hmm. the band, the cannibals. Or I'm like, that's the same thing on Walking Dead and all the other freaking games and stuff too, or movies and stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm I probably just pass on this one just because. Yeah, uh, that makes yeah. sense. I'm, it's more about you know just uh, it. I that's what I said. I I don't want to. Because Dying Light is a game that um, it did a lot of things differently at the beginning. But if you kind of are accustomed to like changes to that type, if you're like, if you like already seen it and was like, no, it's not that interesting to me. Or if you've actually played it and felt like, well, the parkour and all that stuff feels like a little, you know, drowning. Everything gets better over time. You get more customization, more things to be able to move around the world quickly it becomes a lot more free to actually play said game and then you get into the um, new areas and all that stuff but if you're not interested in the core loop 
of, you know, zombie killing, surviving the night, and you're not interested in the night cycle, you're not interested in, like, key elements of the game, then more than likely you're not going to be interested in overall. So never want to push that type of stuff on you. It's like um, those types of games really are just... If you're if you have a taste for something to play like that and you want to have some fun, you probably could have some fun. But if you really don't never necessarily taste for it, it's never going to be something you like. Oh, well, let me go pick this up real quick. It's not like that. It's like um, you got to have a taste for it. It's in my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. I get that, and that's why I just kind of like you know I ain't really have much bad to say about the game. I mean, it's a co-op, so that was like a selling point. But then again, I'm just kind of like I mean. I'd, I need to try not to, you know, use time and money and stuff on things that I'm kind of considering, especially when I got Game Pass here, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that y'all wanted me to get, the whole Xbox. I mean, I might as well spend it on that. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's um, that's a good point. It's just, I mean, if it come to Game Pass, come to Game Pass. If it don't, then you play something else. I don't think there's plenty of games out there to play, so. Um, yeah, sure. It's not like and I know you played the first one because you how many times you buy the first one? Well, I only bought it twice, man. You keep acting like I bought it multiple times. I bought it twice. I bought it twice. Man, I love Dying Light. Let me go play it again, man. He, he, <laughs> he caught me already. playing it over and he was like, Man, how many times you to play that game? I said, Twice. <laughs> Literally, man. he's like, "Oh, it's a no. This the new one. It's the following edition. What is that about?" And I was like, first I, I bought it twice. This is just the the following edition had the DLC. The other one did not. That was it. That was and they all came out the dying light, dying light, defending, dying night. Uh, it was uh, the following edition. edition, and it was that one. That was the only two I bought. I bought one, didn't have a DLC. I bought the second one, did have a DLC, and it was like real cheap. So miss me with that sir it's a flash sale he that was my flash sale phase where he was he was he was disrespected me when i used to get on my flash <laughs> sale mode he said man what you get it on flash sale he, he, he used to question my my character when i used to get flash sale games so but that's all right though nah. uh, but yeah that's like i said man, you Dying Light following edition, about Dying Light Stay Alive edition, Dying Light Survive the Night edition, Dying Light Deontay edition. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Y'all there. And that's just, that just funny. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. If you if you enjoy Dying Light, um I think people are expectations were higher than they should have been. I know what I was getting myself into. And I know that they put the effort and time in. I know that that game is meant, is, is meant to be a, a, uh, played over time. You're not going to consume the first world and think, you know, everything like literally this is the first area. I'm pretty sure this is people were are judging it off of and not even going to the main area, getting all the parkour stuff, getting all the stuff that you can do to move around playing with friends, like all that stuff is going to boost and enhance your experience overall. But people are probably just getting through the prologue, getting into the same, the main city. And then they're kind of making their judgment call off of that. Everything I play set piece wise, all scenes, big budget. This is a small company. Um, I enjoy what they do. So I'm going to continue to play. Hopefully, um, we have some fun and we enjoy it. That's all. I, that's all it is to it. Um, 
But yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys for listening. I know this was a longer one, but I wanted to make sure we covered everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, if you got to this part, you're a real OG. I want to thank you and I'm very appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, we will catch you guys in two weeks. Um, but thanks for listening. You can always find us on all your podcast stations and as well as on YouTube at BCD universe again that is bcd universe um you can find the video one but thanks for watching we'll talk to you guys in the next one peace